1: This is football 24/7. He's John McMullen and I am Tone Deshields the second. Make sure you guys smash that like button, make sure you guys comment below, and most importantly, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Like I said, this is football 24/7, and he's John McMullen, and I am Tone Deshields the second. And we are so glad to discuss to be here discussing uh day seven of Philadelphia Eagles training camp, uh, open practices. So, uh John. You know, we're going to make this show pretty quick, try to keep it between 20 to 25 minutes. And I got to get right into it, man. What are some <laughs> of the observations you've had from day seven?
2: Um, a little bit of a bounce back from the offense. I, You know, when we were last able to see practice on Thursday, I always got to think about what day it is, Tom. Yeah. Um, it, it, the offense really struggled. I, I, But I think a lot of it had to do with Andre Dillard, Jordan Milata most notably, and Andre Dillard being out at left tackle. So it was LaRaven Clark at first team left tackle and, and Coyote Awasika as the second team left tackle. Uh, the Eagles offense had a real difficult time blocking. Um, I think they adjusted today. Now, Jordan and Andre were still out, but I think they adjusted a little bit with the, with the walkthrough uh, in between, and, and they were able to hold things down a little bit better, at least. Um, and Josh Shills kind of replaced Coyote on the second team. So the, the, the blocking was a little bit better, and that enabled uh, the offense to do a little bit more. Um, probably a, a, um, uh, even day, uh, I wouldn't say the offense won. I wouldn't say the defense won. uh, both made some plays. And I think that was kind of the ebb and flow. Nick Sirianni talked about the ebb and flow of training camp. Generally what you like as a coach, maybe the offense wins one day, the defense wins the next and you go back and forth. That's what you want as a coach. The defense has won far too many days, uh, but this was probably um, an even day, and that's that's good for the offense, especially without those two tackles.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, bo- I'm missing both of your your top two tackles, uh, any, any any team is going to look like a shell of themselves, right? But you mentioned something that was interesting. Uh, they had that walkthrough the day the day before or or yesterday, and they managed to clean up those mistakes. What were some? What was the key difference for you? Uh, that you witnessed in comparisons from day six uh, to today, day seven.
2: Well, I think that that was the most notable that the fact, you know, you you can't you can't play offense in this league if you can't block people. I talk about that all the time with offensive lines. That's the strength of this Eagles team. And it will be one of the regular season rolls around as long as everybody's healthy. Um their offensive line is going to be, if it's not the best, it's going to be in the top three or four offensive lines in the NFL. And that's why the Eagles have a chance to win a lot of games, because if you can block people, you can win football games. If you can't, you're not going to win a lot of football games. So, you know, that's what Howard Roseman always talks about. And he talked about it uh, when the Eagles drafted Cam Jergens again this year. He's like, I'm always going to default to the lines that's how you build a successful football team it's not it's not always the sexiest decision um but you know if you look at the strength of this team on each side of the football it's up front and that's by design
1: yeah you know obviously missing melada dillard that's an obvious handicap but you know blocking for jalen hurts doesn't necessarily make it any easier. He's such a mobile quarterback, and guys like LaRaven Clark, uh, Awaseka, uh, uh Sills, you know, those young guys, they're still trying to, you know, figure things out, and then black and then blocking for Hurts doesn't make it any better. So um, I guess I'm, what I'm trying to ask is how has this team improved or have you noticed any difference in how they block with Jalen Hurts? Uh, do they seem more confident when they're black and for Hurts? Um, does Hurts seem to be uh, trusting the line a bit more?
2: Um, well, I think the quarterback trusts the line. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to get a better offensive line. I, you know, I asked this about, you know, probably Tulane, Jason, Kelsey, Isaac, all the veteran guys for, for years. Does it change for them um, to block for a mobile quarterback versus a pocket quarterback, so to speak? And to a man, most of them, to a man, everyone says no. I mean, from their perspective, think about it. I mean, they're they're looking straight ahead. They don't know what Jalen's doing back there. So, you know, occasionally it it might make it a little bit more difficult because the longer a, a quarterback is extending a play, Again, the offensive line generally can't see what Jalen's doing. So if if guys sort of go outside their body, so if you think about the shoulders, they're more liable to reach and more susceptible uh, for a holding call. So it might make it a little bit more difficult for the offensive line uh, when you have those long extended plays. Um, but from their perspective, um, doesn't matter who the quarterback is, it doesn't really change their jobs all that much. <clears throat> okay,
1: so blocking for a guy like Jalen Hurts, still, you know, in my, by my estimation, it, w- it wouldn't be easy because you, you nine times out of ten, you just don't trust that guy to always stand tight in the pocket. You know, he's going to try to, you know, exploit uh, the lack of athleticism on the other side, he's going to try to make something happen, he's going to try to improvise. And you mentioned uh, being more susceptible to penalties once you start to guess outside of that, outside of your body, you know, reaching outside of <clears> your <throat> shoulders. So I guess what's been what's been your estimation or what's been your observation of, of this offensive line in, in terms of discipline um, when it comes to trying to avoid uh, offensive holding penalties or false starts, um, things of that nature?
2: Um, it's, it's a pretty good unit as far as discipline goes. There's not a ton of penalties. You're going to get an occasional ball start. Um, you know, that was a big, uh, issue with Jason Peters later in his career. Um, you know, a lot of times I gotta be honest with you, a lot of times, um, referees officials are going to give the benefit of the doubt to veteran players. So there's a lot of times when Lane gets that take start a little bit too soon, probably should be a false start. They let him get away with it. Right. Um yeah, I there's not a, a plethora of penalties usually with this particular team when it comes to the offensive line. And a lot of that has to do with reputation to be honest. They're considered one of the best and you know, if you think about it from an NBA perspective, you know, stars get the benefit of the doubt. Same thing in the NFL. Stars get the benefit of the doubt.
1: Mm, true. So, Jalen Hurts, let's talk about him. What's, you know, how do you gauge his performance today? Uh, from what I've been reading, it's been up and down from him just as it's been throughout this entire camp. So, um, what's been your evaluation of him today on day seven?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, nondescript, which is, you know, wow. a good day. Um you know, as long as you're not turning the football over. I don't know what people are expecting at this stage. I really don't. If they're expecting 4,000 yards, you're going to be disappointed. Um, one of my issues with the Eagles is they seem to be in this this circle or whatever you want to call it where they're going to start seasons with this square peg in the round hole mentality as long as Jalen Hurts is here. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to throw the ball. We're going to throw the ball and then adjust in what they did last year. I think, and I've said it before on the show, I think they should go the Baltimore route. I think they should build around the skills of the quarterback. Um, They don't have Aaron Rodgers. They don't have, forget a veteran player. If you want to look at a younger player, they don't have Justin Herbert. They don't have Joe Burrow. Um, He's never going to be those guys from a throwing perspective, but those guys are never going to be Jalen Hurts from a read option perspective, from an extending play perspective, from an off schedule perspective. Why not build around that? And, you know, I've been around Jeffrey Lurie for a long time, been around this team now for a long time. So We we all know what he wants. He advertises it. He thinks, and he's right, by the way, um, the best way to be a consistent team in this league is to develop a high-octane passing offense. So that's fine. That's for the offseason. Try to get better. Try to get Russell Wilson. You didn't do it. Then you revert, okay, Jalen Hurts is our quarterback. Let's go try to win games with Jalen Hurts. Ultimately, they're going to do that. Nick Sirianni's going to do that. He's proven on a particular Sunday he's going to do whatever it takes to win the football game. But why not prepare like that? Why not prepare like that instead of pretending Jalen Hurts is going to turn into Justin Herbert? Not going to happen.
1: And and I and I, th- and I think that's my thing, right? You know, you have a situation where this quarterback, Jalen Hurts, he he has limitations on his game. That's just the reality.
2: And Everybody does, by the way. Yeah, it's not an yeah. insult. Everybody does. Nobody's perfect. Aaron Rodgers isn't perfect. Um, but the,
1: but there are but there are certain formulas that you can win with that you can win with in the long term versus the short term. Me personally. As much as I am a Lamar Jackson fan, I believe that formula they have in there has its, has its limitations, and once you get deeper into the playoffs, you eventually you got to be able to throw that pill and I think that's and I think, I think that's the limitation of that style of offense, and I think that's what Jeffrey Lurie and those guys are trying to avoid. But like you said, you have what you
2: have. you have exactly, you have what you have, and there are limitations, but I kind of look at it the other way. It, it it lessens the margin of error, which I always talk about. But the San Francisco 49ers have proven with Jimmy Garoppolo. All right, they have a they have a lesser margin of error than Green Bay. Okay. They beat Green Bay in the playoffs. They have a lesser margin of error than the Rams, but they were on the verge of beating the Rams. At, they beat um, them in the regular season. And and they didn't. If Tart comes up with the interception, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You go to the Super Bowl when they were there against the Chiefs, it's a perfect example. They outplayed the Chiefs for 45 minutes of that game, probably 50 minutes of that game. And then the Chiefs got hot and it was over. That's the smaller margin of error. Granted, it exists, but a team like San Francisco has proven you can make deep runs with a below-average quarterback. Let's be honest, a below-average quarterback. You can make significant runs. The Eagles have built a heck of a roster. They can make a run if they play the right way. Is the, are they going to come back from two touchdowns? No, they're not. They're not equipped to do that. So you have to play a certain way. If the Eagles get the lead, for instance, that everybody wants to play from the lead, but it's probably more important for the Eagles than certain other teams. If you have, if you have Justin Herbert, if you have Joe Burrow, you can you can come back from fourteen points. So, you know, but you also have to have the other players as well. So the margin of error for the Eagles is probably a little bit smaller, uh, as long as Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. Doesn't mean you can't win. Doesn't mean you can't win, but you have to prepare to win. Like Kyle Shanahan knows what he had at quarterback, and he knows it wasn't good enough. And if you go back, and I always talk about that divisional round, you could literally see the moment. And it was Eric Kendricks who intercepted a pass. It was one of the worst throws you'll ever see in your life. And he said, all right, we're taking the air out of the football. This team can't stop our run game. They can't score because of our defense, and we're going to win ugly, and they won ugly, and they got to the Super Bowl, and they almost pulled off the upset. I I, I don't understand this organization's philosophy of this is going to be a top-tier passing quarterback. We're, we're at eight practices. When 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 is the lightsword gonna gonna go off? What are what are people expecting? I I, mean, I, I it, it it's it's astonishing to me. It really is. I mean, I've
1: told people he he, he Jalen Hurts. He's never going to be a top five. Pack. I'm sorry. I I, I I like him. I like him. But he's not going to be Everybody a top five pass. It. He's and he's not going to be a top five pass. He pass he, he's just not. And that's the unfortunate reality. And you know, fans, fans are looking at this through Jalen Hurts colored glasses. <laughs> and I'm trying I but I've been trying well, that, to explain. They, they, and... I
2: always ask fans, do you wanna be lied to? Do you wanna be like do you really do people like being lied to? This is not going to be a Period. Not gonna happen.
1: You know, for me, I believe I believe what's realistic for Jalen Hurts, because he threw thirty one hundred, almost thirty two hundred, uh twenty twenty-one. I believe a, a realistic a realistic jump for him would probably be throwing for maybe 3,500, 3,600, and then he's then he rushes for about Six hundred yards, something like that. I would love for I would I, love for that I, number. I, I'm not down. even
2: concerned about the number so much, Tone. Right? Why right. do people like uh, uh, Why do people want the number to be that high? Really First quick, of all, John,
1: I, I think I think what's I think what's most important for for Jalen Hurts, in my humble opinion, and just for this offense, they need to be an efficient offense and an, an, an off an offense that knows how to score their way and knows how to you know sustain drives and be the most physical team on the on the field and not turn the ball over. I think that's how this Philadelphia Eagles team went.
2: Um, exactly. And I, I, I'll make a prediction right now. Uh, the more yards he throws for, the worse the Eagles are. Mm, um, wow. Because that indicates they're behind in games. He's forced to throw the football. Um, maybe the yardage accumulates, but they're not going to be playing winning football. So by some strange uh, uh, act of God, he he throws for four thousand yards. This team isn't making the playoffs. Well, maybe maybe that's why Shane Steichen became the new play caller because he
1: saw the writing on the wall. He saw the pure limitations of this quarterback, and this offense became a running style or run-heavy style offense, and they were more so leaning, you know, running to pass. I'm sorry. Well, however you want to put it, they were more so leading with the run and then passing at you know when when need be um so so i said to say uh, is this offense i guess poised to take advantage of their strengths with Shane Steichen being the play caller since he he was already saw the writing on the wall come you know that that Raiders week last season
2: but uh, nick it's nick's offense nick saw the writing on the wall nick nick changed the offense really it started in that las vegas game before Shane took over the play calling. The play calling aspect has to do with, um, you know, Nick Belt, he was not able to oversee other parts of the team, which I applaud him for. I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of CEO coaches. Anybody who listens to me knows that he's not the head coach of the offense. He's the head coach of the football team. So he's got to be able to check in with, uh, the defense, the special teams, whenever, um, whatever's going on, time management, timeouts, all that stuff, making difficult decisions. And if right. you get bogged down in play calling, a lot of times you're, you're going you're gonna to make bad decisions in, in other aspects. But um, as far, so he was the one, Nick Sirianni was the one who said, you know what, we, we, we're putting too much on this plate. Um, we got to scale this back. That was all directed from the head coach, and it's his team. It's his offense. And um, so I don't think that was a a magic sort of Nick thought we got a pass and Shane thought we are going to run. They had already made that shift uh, before Shane Steichen had had taken over the play calling. Uh, The problem to me is the disconnect. You know, I think we mentioned it last week. He's trying to serve two masters here as a young coach. He's trying to make the guys who hired him happy because they want a certain thing. They want a high-octane passing offense. So he spends all this time in the offseason trying to get people up to speed to have this high-octane passing offense. And then all of a sudden, it's September 11th in Detroit, and you're not equipped to win that way. You might be Detroit because it's a bad football team, but all of a sudden you might be two and five like last year. Now, I don't think it will take him as long to scrap it and say, you know what, we can't win this way. We have to win this way. But why not pick up where they left off? Last season because they realized the, because the owner doesn't want that. The owner just spent a hundred million dollars on a wide receiver. Um, you know he doesn't want that. So you almost have to prove to him it ain't going to happen and then you can ship back and and everybody goes, "All right, you're right and and let's take advantage of the that offensive line and let's take advantage of Jalen Hurts's unique skill set. Um, you know, he can make plays as a thrower. I'm not saying he can't make plays. He made a ton of plays. Um, as throwing the football, but he's not going to sit there in the pocket and, and throw the football consistently. That's not his game. And the Eagles are doing a disservice and pounding the square peg of the round hole by trying to pretend. We're, we're eight practices in. Again, I'll say it. What, what are people? You have A.J. Brown out there. You have Dallas Goddard. You have Devontae Smith, who's injured right now, but had been out there what what i mean what more do you need to see yeah I, it, it's not it's not changing magically that's where we are so what
1: what was your evaluation of the defense then um we know the offense is up and down uh, was it good defense or was everyone just pretty much just milling in there on a saturday afternoon
2: um, no, I mean, like, like I said, it's not that the defense didn't play poorly. It did play poorly. It's just that the offense kind of rebounded a little bit. Now, I would say, I, you know, probably if it were a fight, I'd rule it a draw. Um, they made some plays as well. Uh, Darius Slay made a great interception on, on seven on sevens when uh, Jalen underthrew Quez Watkins a little bit. Um, James Bradbury continues to play. T.J. Edwards has been tremendous. Um, mentioned the defensive line. Marcus Epps, you know, Boston Scott is on the injury list with a concussion. Why does Marcus
1: um, Epps keep injuring everyone? <laughs> it seems like yeah, every time. Well, every time.
2: It, 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 it's amazing because Marcus is, um, i mentioned, he's remade his body and he's turned from um, undersized. Not physical to, yeah, he's injuring people. Now, we shouldn't (laughs) be injuring people. But, um, you know, he's he's played very, very well. Um, The linebackers, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, Davion Taylor, the corners. It's it's a good defense. It's a good defense from a talent perspective.
1: So, uh, you know, as we begin to close the show, I want to ask you, uh when it comes to that safety position that's the more that's the most questionable position on the defense right now um but Marcus Epps is starting to make a case that that may may not be the case um but let me ask you who today are your two starting safeties come week one
2: uh Marcus Epps and Anthony Harris and they are not being challenged um so barring injury those are your starters at safety
1: from what I'm hearing, Shashire is starting to make a name. I'm starting to make a claim for himself that Kevon Wallace maybe shouldn't be on his roster.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. He's pushing. I think it's more of like, where does Tchaikovsky tart fit? Because I think that's a big name. Some people thought he was going to come in and be a starter. Um, he might not even make this roster now. Um he, 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 You know, they've started giving Josiah Scott second team reps, um, who's the backup slot corner. So it's pretty evident to me they want to keep him on the team. Um, I think uh, Andre is sort of has to make the team on special teams. Um, You know, the Eagles are probably going to keep four safeties. And I think we all came into this saying, well, Epps and Harris and Tart are going to be three of them. I'm not sure. So sure, Tart is guaranteed a job. He continues to play on the third team a lot. Um, so you might see Kayvon and Andre Sacheray on the team, especially because they could they can both help more than Chakwaski uh, Tart on special teams. So if Tart's not going to be a starter, and he's not going to be a starter. They might say, "Well, why don't we keep the special teams players?"
1: Right. Two. Uh, two final questions. Uh, one. What are the odds Zach Pascal makes this roster? He's missed a lot of training camp, and you know, guys like Brent Covey are fighting for that spot. They are make they're trying to make it difficult uh, for those guys for Kyrie Roseman and no uh, Nick Sirianni to make the decision. So <laughs> you said no. The shot. only
2: way the only way Zach Pascal isn't on this team is if he. Gets food poisoning again. He, he, uh, Zach was finally back at practice. He lost 16 pounds, Town, from his bout with food poisoning. It was really serious. He was hospitalized. Um, but he's back and okay. he was on the first team today because Devontae was out. Um, Nick Sirianni likes him, he trusts him. Guy like that, that goes Kobe a long way. Yeah, guy like Britton Kobe's undrafted rookie, no shot to beat out Zach Paschal. Um, wow. Uh, you know, Britton Kobe's mo- most likely earmarked for the practice squad. He's had a couple good practices recently, but, um, you know, he's very small. Um, he can yeah. only play in the slot. Um, if Jalen hit, to me, Britton Kobe, um, Is only in the equation if the Eagles can trade Jalen Rager because Jalen's going to be the punt returner if he's here. If he's not here, the Eagles are gonna need a punt returner. Then they might start thinking about Burton Kobe, especially if he plays well in the preseason games, because he's gonna get a ton of reps in the in the preseason. He'll be on the practice squad though.
1: Okay, cool. Cool. So A final question. Who gets your uh, training camp game ball for the offense and game ball for the defense?
2: Um, I gave it to A.J. Brown overall. Um, A.J., by the way, he's going to get – if practice is any indication, he's going to get 200 stinking targets. All they ever do is throw the ball to A.J. Brown. Um, his, his, His presence is tough to deal with. I mean, when he catches the football in stride, Corners are like, you know, running out of the way of Godzilla. I mean, it's like an old Japanese movie. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's, he's tough to bring down. Um, today, he he caught a crossing pattern and he stiff armed uh, poor Carrie Vincent twice, and he was just hanging on for dear life. Um, he is a big, physical, imposing. Uh, presence and boy I would love to see him with Justin Herbert but you know, <laughs> hey John not, be
1: careful be careful yeah. you, 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 you still got go well, to go you know
2: poor AJ's had Ryan Tannehill you know he had a run first offense in Tennessee he's gonna have a run first offense here it's just a matter of, you know there's and he's still gonna put up numbers because he's so good but it would be interesting like I always joke I mean You know, people in this town hate Jalen Rager, um, and he's been very ineffective. I say, if he gets to Green Bay, watch. Watch. Watch what happens. Man. Man, And what about the game ball on defense? I went with Slay on defense. He made the great interception. Uh, He also... Uh, Aj tried to Randy Moss him at one point, and he tried to put up the hands late. Yeah, Randy used to always do that, um, so the DBs wouldn't know when the ball was going to arrive. He tried that on Slay; it didn't work. Um, but but the interception was a really really athletic play. Very few corners could make the interception Slay made today. And he might, you know, might have been out of bounds, but they ruled him in bounds. But we'll keep that quiet.
1: <laughs> uh, you guys heard it here first. He's John McMullen, and I am Tone the II. You guys were locked in on football 24-7. Listen, you guys, this is going to be a very interesting season. We have a quarterback in Philadelphia that we still don't know everything about. But from what we know, don't expect this kid to throw 4,000 plus yards. That's just not his style. But – Should we expect efficient football? Yes. Should we expect turnover free football? Absolutely. And I think that's how this Philadelphia Eagles team will win. Constantly try to seek a short field. Don't turn the ball over. Be efficient. Do what you do best. Be physical. And, you know, you have to live with the results at the end of the day. But, you guys, like I said, you were tuned into football 24-7 with – John McMullen and I am tone to show the second. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys comment below. Also, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And if you want more from John McMullen, check out his articles on JacobSports.com. That's J-A-K-I-B Sports.com. One love. Stay humble. Stay healthy. And most importantly, stay hungry. You guys, take care.